I know my health is not doing as good as it should be, but I'm not worried about it. God's got it in control, going to take care of it. I, and, you know, I've been blessed a lot. I have, I, the last couple of weeks, last couple of months, last couple of almost this whole year, God has showed me people who have been blessed by me, blessed to have me as their friend. One of my best friends had a stroke, and I found out about two years later. I mean, it was two years ago, and he was completely paralyzed. And the first thing he said he wanted to do was see me when he got well. They told him he would never walk again. And he told, he heard the, he was doctor, there was two doctors sitting there talking to him. He said he'd never walk again. And he heard the doctors. He said, I tell you what, doctors, I am walking out of this hospital, and I'm, not, I'm walking right out when it's, when it's time to go. And the day that they released him, he got out of the wheelchair and walked straight out the door. <clears throat> and because of that, he kept my faith going through the trials that came later. Because I was losing faith. And not losing it bad. I still had the mustard seed of faith. But yet I didn't have that great faith that I had before. But because of him... I kept on believing, and I know the times that I was walking, walking through this path, I was not on the ground. The Lord has showed me my whole church family was carrying me through all of this, and I want to thank them for doing that. I want to thank God for having a church family like this, and praise God for all that you have done for me. Keep me in your prayers. I'm still going through a situation with my heart, but... Uh, after Thursday, everything should be over with. And I'll be back up to at least where I can get around like I need to. And I'm just honored to be here. And I thank you for everything you have done for me and praise God for everything he has done through my life. There is one thing I do want you to pray for me, though. I want the strength. I want, I want what I had before, but I want it stronger. I mean, my goal right now is to teach people what unconditional love is. God, Colleen has showed me unconditional love. We had an unconditional love that I couldn't understand. And, I, you know, I knew it, but it was, just, it was just like it was there, and I knew, and I walked through it and realized how unconditional love we had. But I knew we had it, but I just realized it as now. And, you know, I'm going to tell you guys something that I have never, haven't told very many. I have told CJ, I have not lost Colleen. Colleen comes in my dreams. Colleen comes talks to me, Colleen, I mean, even this situation, Colleen said, you know you need to do this. So Colleen has not left me. I mean, the body's not here, but she has not left me. Thank you. not know that Mike uh, lost his wife. Uh, Colleen passed away about a year ago. It's been a year and a few weeks, and they would have been celebrating, was it their 40th, Mike? 40th anniversary today. Um, so I'm sure this day is bringing back a lot of memories, and we just praise God for what he's doing in Mike's life. Lord, Father, we just thank you for our brother. We thank you, Father, for the real, the tangible, 
grace and presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, especially in times like this. And Father, we thank you for how much you used Mike and Colleen in the past, and we thank you for how much you're going to use him now and in the future. Thank you, Father, for your grace upon him, your encouragement, your strength, the grace of God, the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard his heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And we thank you, O God, for the testimony of your your love that's going to flow through him in a mighty way. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Amen. I saw a couple other hands in the back. Alyssa, was your hand up? Um, the one thing I can say is that since I've been focusing on relationship with God, uh, really seeking the intimate relationship with him, he started work on relationships around me. I started praying for my families and friends, and what God has done is a miracle in my family. For the people in your life, for you yourself who feel like you've not, you don't have any hope, that that one person changing could change a million lives around them, if God just changed that one person, well, he changed that one person in my life, and that was my mom. Uh, for 40 years, she'd been running, escaping, being wild, you know, couldn't catch her if I tried. And God just scooped her up. Like six months ago, God gave me a word that my family was going to be different. They were going to be dramatically changed, that we were going to be devoted to the Lord. Since then, my grandmother's gotten saved. My mother's gotten saved. We prayed for the first time in our house in her 62 years of life. We gathered in prayer, eight of us all together. They were all broken. I was the only one in contact with my mom, my grandma, and my aunt, and they were against each other. God has brought them back together three weeks ago. My grandmother's 62 years old. She's been dealing with heart problems for the past seven years. She felt God couldn't heal her that or she thought maybe God could heal other people but wouldn't heal her. She went to our doctor less than three weeks ago. The doctor was jumping and shouting and saying, there's no damage in your heart anymore. You have a 20-year younger heart. And she just didn't even know what to say. She was God just totally showed up and showed her that healing is for everybody at any age. So God has radically redeemed my family. We've been spending time together. My mom calls me three hours every other day telling about what God's done in her life. We go to their houses. We're up to 4 a.m. praying. People are getting healed. Um, people are getting cha- changed. And I just can't even express how much things have been changing. Uh, first people's time to ever pray, and they're seeing healings and miraculous healings. People's shoulders being healed from two years of damage. So God is real. His power is real. And he's ready to bring anybody up from the depths where they thought they couldn't go. And I just wanted to add to that, like all this, all this started once we started focusing on relationship. We had been, we had retedicated our lives before this point, but like there was a point when we realized that we had been living this kind of concept Christianity instead of making it personal and intimate. And um, everything since we made that change has turned since that point. And um, I just, I also wanted to, I also wanted to say thanks you know, because I mean I. I, when I look at my life, my wife's life, like, she didn't have it like I did when I was growing up, and, you know, I was spoiled, basically, and I was raised in a a full gospel or, you know, a charismatic church. I knew, 
I knew the things of God since I was little, and um, I came to college and uh, I I abandoned it. I just I lived I lived recklessly, worse than everybody actually, worse than the people who you know who are in the world. And um, God could have left me, and uh, He had full right to leave me out there. And uh, He called me back, you know, and it's just it's unbelievable because I could have been He could have just left me out there. Who would like to share what God's been doing in your life recently? Ice has been broken. Up here. Um, For those of you who know me, there's times where I'm very fearful to step out of my comfort zone. And this year I said, God, I want to see breakthrough in my business. I want to see breakthrough in my family. My family are not spirit-filled. I did not grow up in that kind of church. And and I've been praying and desiring to see huge breakthrough in my family and, um, and in all areas of our life, from our marriage, um, our parenting, everything. And, and I've realized that the key really is to press into worship and to press into God's presence. Because in that place of his presence, all of a sudden— Every single fear, every single impossibility, all of a sudden, it's like silent there. It's silenced. It's completely eradicated. And the situation and the physical may look the same at that moment. But in the spirit realm, all of a sudden, when you have pressed into God, you create something that did not exist previously. And we can either wait for somebody to come and bring us freedom, or we can choose to press into him and bring that freedom and create it for others. And I've realized this year it's been an amazing time of seeing, like, just in our worship in our home, the worship with my kids when he's gone, um, and just wherever we're at, everything that we do can be that atmosphere of worship. And we can either wait for somebody to reset it for us, and we may be waiting indefinitely, or we can take initiative and say, God, I'm going to stand in the gap. I'm going to arise. And every fear that I have, I'm going to face it and say, you are worth it because you are worthy. You are a majestic God, and you are mighty, and you can transform anything and everything right now. And I have to thank you guys so much for every one of you guys here But I realized that God started that work before I was even spirit-filled. I looked back um, just this week and realized that there was a girl um, that also was not from a spirit-filled background. And when I was in college, I didn't know what it was that did something miraculous in us, but it was that key. She and I did not have our prayer language. We did not know anything about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We had a hymn book like old time hymn book. And we sat down in my bedroom at my apartment and she had some crazy impossibilities going on in her life. There were situations that I had no clue how to help her through. Um, She had a very close friend of hers who was put in prison. She had a family member who was going in through some serious, serious deep abuse. She had a very close relationship that was 
trying to get healing from some stuff. I had no clue how to counsel. And we had always grown up in a church that taught you to counsel your way out of things. And there's no power there if you don't have the presence of God, if you don't know and experience who God is. And so we would open up our hymn book and we pressed into what we knew of God's promises. And there's so much power in the blood of Jesus. And where we were at with what we knew of who God was, we exalted him and all of a sudden, Things broke off, and we didn't even understand it at that time. But I see now that it's even more powerful when you understand that God has the gifts of the Holy Spirit for every single believer right now. And so think of that being like the magnification or the multiplication of that power. And um, I've uh, dealt with insecurity my whole life, and uh, but I'm I'm just now at 40 years old, um, learning who I am in Christ and finding my beauty within Him. And I think when you get to that point in your life, insecurity is not present anymore. I've been I, I realize now that I've been lied to the devil for so long, or by the devil, telling me you're not good enough, you're not worthy enough. But I rebuke that in the name of Jesus Christ, and. I finally told my husband, you know what, I'm 40 years old, but I don't care because I'm finally going to live the dream I've always wanted to do, which was be a nurse. And I've settled and settled and settled for these mediocre jobs, and I'm not doing it anymore. I know that I'm a daughter of the Most High. He's the King of all kings. He's the Lord of all lords. And I'm a daughter of a king, so I'm not going to settle. And, um, you know, Satan's been saying, well, you know, you're not good at this, and you're not good at that. You're not, you know, you're... It's going to be hard. Well, yeah, it's going to be hard. But you know what? My daddy is the king. And he's going to give me the glory and the, the everything that I need. No matter how long, I know it's going to happen. And so I'm going to do it. I'm going to be a nurse. And I'm going to do what I wanted to do since I was a little bitty girl. So amen to that. And glory to God. I just love it. I'm so excited. And I know that it's him. You know, I've heard people say, you know that you know that you know. I know. I've got that fire burning. If you get excited about medical terminology, <laughs> and my husband was recently in the hospital, and I'm watching them do IVs and, and all kinds of stuff, and I'm like, yes, I love this stuff. And people are looking at me weird. I want to do it, so I'm going to do it. So amen. So if you guys will just keep me in your prayers that my dream will be there for me and that I can get into college and I can do this. So just wait. You will see a nurse soon. <laughs> Anybody else? See someone in the back? Anna Rose? Is that you, Taylor? Raise your hand. Okay. I want to tell you how excited I am to see what's happening here in this body. And, you know, Todd has kept referring to King David. (laughs) And, you know, what was King David like when he was dancing? And, you know, it said he was naked, but actually it meant he took off his priestly robe and he was just in a common uh, outfit. But um, he danced with everything he had. He gave his total self to God. And, you know, one of the results of that is his wife despised him, if you read that. And, you know, what I'm so thrilled about is I, you know, I'm getting older. And uh, I've seen a lot of things during the years and been in ministry a long time. But I had 
I've never seen it come to this sustaining place that I see what's happening now. We're sustaining a type of praise. And um, I know that I think about Peter on the day of Pentecost when he was standing there, you know, and everybody's going, what? What is all this? They're loud. They're yelling. They're speaking in something. Nobody, well, some people knew it. And there's been a lot of reasoning about what that was. But it was the language of the Holy Ghost. And all of that was going on. And you know what he said? This is that. This is that. And I think what we're seeing is this is that. That's going to take us right on into behind the veil where we'll see healings. And to be expecting. So, you know, if you're sitting there and thinking these people are crazy. You know, why all the shouting and, and why all the... Well, let me tell you, the Word of God says, just before Jesus returns, that the tabernacle of David is going to be reestablished. And let me tell you what that tabernacle looks like. Yelling, shouting, and dancing. Um, I just want to say um, we're coming up in a few weeks uh, to celebrate our first year of marriage officially. (laughs) (laughs) We've made it almost a year. No, God's really been graceful. And this year has really been awesome. And seeing what God has done in our lives and my life has been fantastic within our first six months of marriage he blessed our income a little more we started being faithful in some certain areas and he blessed us we both have great jobs and I actually love my job I mean I spend my whole day with eight toddlers all day but I actually really enjoy it I think maybe there's a grace there I'm not sure (laughs) but um and we made it a point at just to encourage people we decided a long time when we decided to move here that we wanted to be connected And I know that that's what the Lord has done in our lives. We put ourselves in a position where we connected with people. And there's something so special about that. When you surrender yourself to connect with people and to connect with the body, to be accountable in the place. And I know that we've sown some seed in that area. And God is really letting us reap an amazing harvest. And I'm so excited about what he does next. This morning, I woke up and I... I was on my phone checking the weather because, you know, you have to do that in Oklahoma because you never know when it's going to snow. So I was, like, checking the weather, and then the Lord was like, you need to pray. And I was like, say what? He's like, you need to pray. I'm like, okay. So I just got up, and I started praying, and I just it, then I was on my knees praying, and then I was just like, poor Caleb, he's sleeping. <laughs> but the Lord was just revealing to me some of the excitement about this place, and I wake up with such a, like, a stirring in my stomach about being somewhere about being so excited about and I just want to encourage you to seek God for that because it's wonderful what it'll do for you when you can come to a place expectant about what God will do so I just want to celebrate with the Lord and say thank you to this body for letting us be a part of your lives and uh, hope we'll be here for a little longer too so we're excited to go where God goes with you Anybody? Anybody else? Got some hands over here. We got Robert turned up front. Some in the back. I want to thank God for being the God of the impossible. This last year, I 
moved to Stillwater last August, and it has been a journey of faith. I've heard a lot of, that's impossible. We don't usually give funding in this area. We don't usually do this. And every time the word impossible is used, I feel like my faith jumps over here. And so I can testify that funding has been, for school has been covered completely. Um, <laughs> earlier in the spring semester, I kept hearing, they don't give, OSU doesn't give funding in the summer, it's impossible. Just be grateful if you get something small. And I wanna say that my entire summer, it's so covered that I had to turn things down. And I'm a living testimony that having a personal relationship with God and knowing God for yourself, not theory, not just knowing God in the distance, or just God is love, but knowing him for yourself, that in spite of what people are saying and what they profess over you, you can stand firm in him and know through experiences and remembering all the times when you thought that you were going to die or your world was never going to get better or you shouldn't even be back in the church. Um, and God was there, faithful all the time. His unconditional love. I, don't even, I wouldn't even be alive today if it wasn't for God's unconditional love. If it wasn't for the people that he placed in my inner circle to pray for me and hold me up when I didn't have the strength to do it. And so I thank God for his goodness, his provision, and standing firm with me even when I don't even have the faith to do it. And I thank God that as he works in my life, I've started to see changes in my friends who have had a wishy-washy kind of relationship with God. And it's more, I go to church, I'm a Christian, and that's it. And even when I feel discouraged, they're the ones who are like, remember when God did this for you and this for you and this for you and this for you? And they're like, don't give up now. And it's kind of interesting that my life is like a living testimony to them and their strength in God is increasing. So I thank God that the more we hold on to him and the more we press into him, as everyone's been saying, we become living testimonies to other people's in our lives, our families, our friends. In my case, my professors, my classmates, who are all Christians, but never really see God working in their lives. So I continue to convey your prayers to strengthen me and that I will continue to be a, an example for those around me. So thank you, Jesus. Well, the Lord is, has really begun to show me some feedback over the years of uh, what pastors have been ministering on, uh, fellowshipping with God, and uh, also relationships. Uh, a mutual friend of ours, and that is the associate pastor and I, called me today, and he had been, well, his wife had uh, asked to divorce him because he wasn't well, seeking employment and other things. But he called me, and uh, he asked me to loan him $2,000. <laughs> I said two thousand dollars. I said you you're not even employed, and uh, so I, I you know I thought about it for a little bit, and we talked on other things, and uh, uh, I said, well I'll tell you what I'll do. I won't loan you two thousand dollars, but I'll pray for you. So I prayed for him. He just texted me the other day, and uh, I'm telling you, God blessed him, and he's shouting and rejoicing in text message. I you know, I've, it's amazing how people can text <laughs> and express it. It just kind of <laughs> so. So I told my brother, I said, I'll, I'll text you what he texts me, all right? 
And in, in connection with that, uh, there was another relationship with a gentleman that was from Lawton, Oklahoma, the same as your pastor is from Lawton, Oklahoma. His name is Cassie Bennett. He's with Richard Hogue in uh, uh, Oklahoma City. And we have a mutual desire to do some things in Lawton. In fact, some while ago, I just did some things on my own to, to go out to Lawton and, and minister. But he's there going on a regular basis. One of his members... Now, listen to this. I got connects this thing together. One of his members is the wife of, uh, well, the mother-in-law, daughter-in-law of the lady that lives across the street from me at the house that I'm selling. And so one day I'm slaving in the yard. Just the other day I'm, I'm in the yard just working real hard. I said slaving. I'm sweating pretty hard. And uh, she comes over and, and, and gives me a great and good report. She says, she walks up to me and says, uh, Pastor Casey says, Hello and greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and so we talked there for a little bit, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I said, God knows how to allow you, even in the midst of all of your distractions, to allow you to know that your footsteps are ordered in the Lord. And so she began to talk about, you know, the, the quality of character that's in this young man. And... Uh, uh, but she was the one, she was instructed by him to greet me because she had told him that she knew me through her uh, mother-in-law and her and her uh, husband. Uh, that's, well, it's kind of a long detail thing, and I won't get in real detail. But it, it's, really, it's really rewarding to know and to see the things that's being preached here, they're acted out in your life. Right or wrong, you just have to... Stay quiet enough and recognize and realize what God is doing. Relationships are very important. Even though you might have an anointing from God, a call from God, and you know that you see signs and wonders in your life, the greatest sign and wonder is you see a life that's affected forever. And that's what I see in these young men. I see lives that have been affected forever because I wasn't just in the prayer closet. I was out in the hedges and the highways. That is a great and awesome reward to see those. And I know Pastor Dale can say the same about the brother sitting on the podium right here that we poured a lot into his life. But it's a great and awesome reward to see the fruit of your labor. I had been praying for about a year for the Lord to restore the praise and worship that I had 30 years ago, 33 years ago to be exact, in 1979, that the outpouring of the charismatic movement and, you know, we'd have church for three and four hours of just shouting and praising the Lord. Well, we walked into this church in January, the first Sunday in January, you know, the Lord has said we needed to change, time to change, to go somewhere. Change means to turn it around. So we came in. When I walked in this church, I was carrying a cane for I had fallen. I had a brace on my back, a brace on my knee, a brace on my hand. I sat in here in the praise and worship for maybe two Sundays. I left the cane at home. I began to do a little two-step, moving side to side. I began, I would get tired from walking from, from the seat over here to the back door because 
I had had an injury during Christmas that I didn't think I was going to ever go back to work. My knee has been restored. I used to have a clicking sound. I mean, I can walk for miles, you know. I found that out yesterday. <laughs> Did not get tired or weary. Was continuing on this morning. I'm in here praising, jumping up and down, and looking down and saying, Lord, I'm up off the floor. You know, God is good. Praise you get your healing. When you enter in, you forget about it. You just begin to just worship the Lord and you begin to move and jump around. I mean, that cane is sitting at home. I mean, I had a walker, a wheelchair, everything during Christmas break. I was a messed up person. You know, the doctors couldn't believe that I didn't break anything. But, you know, God is good. And I just thank you for this praise and worship because it's restoring things. It's bringing back everything that I worship and praise back 33 years ago because that's the exact age as my, my baby. And we begin to just worship and be in church. And it's just like, you know, the fountain of youth. I'm back young again. <laughs> so I just praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Somebody in the back have their hand up. Mike. I just want to thank the Lord that I'm here today. Uh, my flesh was talking this morning to not want to come. Uh, I just thank God for that his hand is upon me and his mercy is there. Because I know I shouldn't be here. But if it wasn't for him... I wouldn't be here. A lot me and my wife have been through in the past 11 years, moving and moving, to having our car stolen, having a car wrecked, and all kinds of things happening to me being into alcohol and drugs, watching my brother shoot himself. And I can understand how someone could get close to wanting to commit suicide, but I just thank God that's never been there for me. And uh, I see, I feel a new life here starting today for me because I came here today. I am claiming on the fact that he is going to heal my body because it's... I just lost my doctor the other day because of something stupid, dealing with uh, medications because of the wreck, and she don't look at it that way. It's just because the contract was broken, and it was, it was just a stupid mistake because doc, another doctor gave me medication, and so she decided to drop me, so I'm kind of taking that as a sign as the Lord's going to heal my body also because right now I got no medications except for all the pain and everything that goes all the way from my neck down to my feet. And uh, I just thank God for, for Dawn, my wife, who's with a broken leg right now still. And I know I haven't made things easy for her. You know, as I know things start with the husband. And when the husband's not right, the whole household can be off course. 
And uh, I know she also needs to look at herself also and not wait on me to get right. And I just uh, thank God I'm standing up here saying something instead of sitting down and not opening my mouth. Because I like to sit and hide. I think I can hide myself from people, but I can't because my face will show it no matter what. Because when I get an attitude and whatever, it shows and and one person I can't hide from is God himself. So I just thank God that I've started coming here and I thank God for CJ keeping in touch with us. And uh, that's about it. I just praise God. Hey, Omid, Stephen, and Alyssa, uh, I want you guys to, you three to lay hands on Michael right there. We're going to pray for him as a congregation. Um, he and his wife uh, experienced, they went through a few months ago, they went through an automobile accident. Uh, if you see the car, you're wondering why they're still alive, but it was a pretty traumatic experience, and and uh, unfortunately, the young lady did not have insurance, and and so they're kind of stuck with a lot of, a lot of the um, expenses, the, the medical expenses and everything. Uh, but, Father, we just thank you for your divine and direct intervention right now. We thank you for the provision that you made through the blood of Jesus on the cross of Calvary of our healing. Your word says, by Jesus' stripes, Michael is healed. And we thank you for that provision, Father. We thank you that you love him. You love his wife. And we thank you for healing in his body right now from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. We thank you for your for your healing anointing flowing through him right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, you know the limitations and the the situation that's going on medically, but we thank you that you can override all of that. And we thank you, Father, that you delight in showing mercy and you delight in showing yourself strong on our behalf. So we thank you, O God, for healing our brother. His arm and every part of his body that is suffering any physical problems due to that wreck, that accident. And we thank you for the grace of God on him and his wife and his father-in-law. We thank you for doing wonders and mighty miracles in their family, in their household. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. One more. Do we have one more? All right, we got one more over here. Hello. <laughs> uh, my name is Grant, and um, I'm not a person who likes talking in front of large numbers of people, so please forgive me if I stutter. Um, let's see. It was like three months ago, I have been trapped in kind of like my comfort zone during worship and um, kind of like doing my own thing, you know, like, just kind of afraid what people might think of me if I get loose in the spirit, you know, start praying in tongues and stuff like that. And one Sunday, I was really tired of it. I'm like, God, why, why am I bored? I'm just, you know, everybody's jumping up and down, and I'm just sitting here and looking around, just kind of bored. And um, God spoke to me, and he said, <sighs> sorry about that. He said, he, God told me that, he said, Grant, Sunday should be about just you me. It should not be about you, me, and other people who are watching you. It should just be about you and me. You dance for me. You sing to me. You pray You pray to me. 
and that's that. I'm like, okay. So ever since then, I've been jumping for Jesus and, you know, been excited about Jesus and um, he's been doing a lot of great work in me. I've been really excited about that. So thank you. I know some of your parents are probably wondering when we're going to dismiss the children. Actually, the kids are probably wondering when do we get to get out of here. Uh, well, it's not going to happen. Um, actually, I'm going to be dismissing everybody pretty soon. But I just want to say a few things. You know, there's something significant about praising and worshiping the Lord. To some, it can seem like all you're doing is just making a bunch of noise and, and just moving your body like crazy. But the Bible tells us and invites us to abandon ourselves in worship and praise. We may not understand it all. Some people in the Bible had, like David, you know, who was it? One thing I appreciate about David being the example of a man who just abandoned himself to worship. The one thing I appreciate about that example is the fact that David was a man's man. Brothers, you know what I'm talking about? He was not any kind of, I mean, he could whip all of us put together <laughs> three times over, except Cornell, of course. <laughs> I think Cornell could take him personally. <laughs> but David was a man's man, and he was a man after God's own heart. God loved this man. And, you know, we know the story about David and Goliath. But sometimes we forget about the story of David and the bear or David and the lion. The victories that he experienced and had before while he was in private, when nobody knew about it, before he had the victory that was in front of the whole world with Goliath. And I believe David's strength came from the fact that he knew how to worship and get in God's presence. And he was constantly, constantly, I mean, where do we get a lot of the Psalms from? I mean, he was constantly worshiping the king and loving on, on God and allowing God to change him and build him up to make him the mighty warrior that we read about. And so he knew there was something significant about praise and worship. He might not have been able to explain it all, but he knew there was something significant. We may not be able to explain it all. I know last week there were some of us up here kind of giving our little two cents on praise and worship and why this and why that. And I'm sure we missed 99.3% of it all. But the one thing I want to encourage you with is there's something significant about worshiping our king, about praising him. People's lives are being changed. And you know, we we come to church and we can have, we can put our game face on, we can put our church face on that says, everything's okay, look at me, I'm fine. And we know behind that mask, we're not fine. And we don't know what people are going through. But my heart is, because is, we can't all explain it. Not all of us, many of us may not explain what's going on. You know, I come to church and say, oh, I'm doing fine, thank you, I'm, I'm happy, I'm whatever. But inside, I'm hurting and, and frustrated and discouraged and that kind of thing. But our heart is, if we can allow God's presence to be here in such a way that people come into His presence, and they may not be open to any person, but they crack that heart open just a little bit and let the presence of God come into them. And begin to change them. I wonder, I wonder how many people's lives have been changed as a result of just God's presence. 
of just God getting a hold of them and, and reminding them, I do love you. I do care for you. I do have a plan for you. My number one plan is I want you to be close to me. His number one plan isn't for you to get right, for you to get fixed. His number one plan is for you to draw close to him. And in that process of you drawing close to him, he will change the junk in your life that's hurting you, that's holding you back, that's bringing destruction and pain in you. And we're not trying to make things happen. If we jump high enough, if we sing loud enough, if we scream loud enough, then maybe God will hear us and come and do something. That's not how it works. When two or three are gathered in his name, he's already there. When we show up Sunday morning, he's already here. So we're not having to ask him, but we do. We say, come Holy Spirit, because we know that the Bible teaches that there is a special manifestation of his presence that we desire. Because he said he inhabits the praises of his people. And we know God inhabits everything, but we know from what that verse is that when we praise, there's a special manifestation of his presence. Jesus said, he who loves me, I will love, and me and my Father will come and make our abode with them. Again, another special manifestation of his presence. That's what we want because we believe that God can do it in a millisecond. Would it take us eternity to try to accomplish? Our heart here is to see lives changed for his kingdom so that his kingdom will be manifest through you. In a nutshell. That's what it's about. Your life's being changed so you can go and God can move through you to impact people's lives. And so what I get excited about on Sunday morning when I see people acting crazy up here, I believe God smiles down upon that. He doesn't frown. I believe he smiles because he sees his kids being free. And he's saying, you know what? These are people that I can use for my glory. These are people that are saying, God, here I am. Send me. Use me to glorify you. That's, what I, that's why I get excited about what's going on. It may seem kind of strange. It may seem weird. It may seem uncomfortable. All those things on the negative side. But what I want to encourage you to do is if you're not understanding it, just to give it time be patient with it and observe the fruit observe the fruit because if the fruit is negative is self-centeredness is arrogance showing off is all about me then we have a problem but if the fruit is people abandoning themselves to him and I become a better father? I become a better husband? I become a better employee for the one who I'm working for in the natural? If I become more selfless, I'm excuse me, more less selfish? Did I say it right? Okay. Okay. Good. 
So we need to judge the fruit. Let's judge the fruit. And what I'm seeing from my limited perspective, well, let's bring it, let me bring it home. In my home, I'm seeing young people who they're falling more and more passionately in love with Jesus. Well, their pastime is praise and worship. Where they look forward to, when are we having another night of praise and worship? I don't know, ask Todd. And that's what young people are looking forward to. When I hear in my house, only two days left for church. Only one day left for church. Three hours before church. Actually, they're not up that early. I'll take that one back. But what I'm seeing in our in our home is a, is a change of we have conflict. <coughs> well, let me. They have conflict, not me. Now there's con- there's conflict. There's the this stuff that goes on, but I see that conflict dealt with quickly. I see repentance happen very rapidly because of the tenderness of their hearts. Like, you know what? I don't want to stay in this. I want to I want to love Jesus. I want to praise him and worship him. And I know that in my current bad attitude, my current state of rebellion or frustration with my spouse or whatever, I can't worship him freely. I want to get this fixed. You know what I'm talking about? And that's what excites me. Because we can jump up and down, sing loud and worship and and go through the motions and it looks all good here. But if it's not affecting our home front, then something's wrong. If it's not affecting our home front, then something is wrong. I want you to hear me on that. I believe if God's doing something in your life, the place that's going to show up the most is in your home with your your wife, your uh, husband, your children, your brothers and sisters. That's where we live every day. And that's what I'm excited about seeing. I I know some people, I know some of your personal stories and things that's going on, and I'm just so excited and fired up because I see lives change. I see more warriors getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And that means to me God's kingdom is going to be bigger and bigger and bigger. That's what we're about here, effective discipleship for his kingdom. Amen? So in a nutshell, that's a big nut, isn't it? (laughs) That's why we worship him, because we value his presence, we honor his presence, because it's about him. It's about him, Jesus, King Jesus, coming and having his way. And us learning how to flow with what he's saying and he's doing. Not easy all the time. Sometimes it's scary. When sometimes Todd's doing stuff that I don't understand, I'm like, what is he doing? I hear the Holy Spirit saying, just trust me. Just trust me. And because I have relationship with the Holy Spirit and with Todd, I can trust Todd and I can trust the Holy Spirit. I know his heart to a certain extent. Obviously, I don't know his heart perfectly, but I know Todd's heart because we have a relationship. I know where he wants to go. I know what his passion is for the kingdom. And so if he's doing something that I may not understand, like, well, Lord, 
You haven't clued me in on anything yet, but I trust you and I trust time. And then it's like, oh, that's pretty cool. So let's stand up together. And here's my encouragement to you this week. <coughs> I want to encourage you to consider this thing called worship. I want to encourage you. Say, Lord, I know many of you know and, and you're already doing it. You're pursuing, you're going after it, after him. But if maybe this is kind of new to you, I just want to encourage Lord, what is this about? Show me, teach me. If you want to sit down and talk with me sometime or talk to Todd sometime and just have questions or, or whatever, we, we are available. Because we want all of us together to move towards him. And it's going to look different with all of us. But there's a part of it that we can do together. And there's going to be a lot of it that you're going to do individually, but we want to encourage you to go. Go after him. And I want to encourage you, the second thing is, I want to encourage you to make yourself available for and intentionally go after relationship with brothers or sisters. Same gender I'm talking right now. <laughs> but deeper relationship. And obviously we're going to talk about that more. I was going to talk about it today. I thought I was, but not right now. But <laughs> that's right. Father, we just thank you for today. Thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your presence. And Lord, we just celebrate what you are doing in the people in this place. We say thank you. You are so awesome. And that word is becoming so cliche, but Lord, we ask you to give us some new words so we can use them on you. But until then, we'll just keep saying, God, you're awesome. And Lord, you do rock. We can use that one too. So we thank you, and we just say more, Lord. We want you to continue to have your way in our lives as we surrender to you. I speak your blessing on every person in this place, every family represented. The, the family members that are not able to be here for whatever reason, we just speak your blessing and grace on them. Get them, Holy Spirit. Love on them in such a wonderful way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. You have a wonderful week. We'll see you next time.